Hello. It's March 3rd, 2023. My name is Simone, and this is a special edition of 90s Crime Time. Hello and welcome to this brand new special edition episode of 90s Crime Time. And if you're new to 90s Crime Time, welcome to the show. Like I promised, I have a new mini-sode for you all to start your weekend. And it is a pretty short but an intense uh, mini-sode. Uh, this mini-sode also hits home for me and possibly for many of you because it has to deal with the subject of bullying. So, therefore, I will go ahead and warn you that listener's discretion is advised. Lastly, I wanted to let you all know that unlike the episode's um, usual intros, on this intro, I'm not going to open with facts about where the crime took place. Uh, This intro will be more about facts on the subject of the case, and we'll just dive right on into um, the story. So, with that, let's dive in to today's minisode. The year was 1993, and in the United States alone, many adolescents around the country were facing what I believe was a national crisis, which was bullying. Most of the young victims of bullying received their harassment while at school, and according to a report, it stated in part that public concern about bullying in the U.S. increased dramatically after the increased deaths of youths who had taken their own lives due to bullying. And although some reports state that quite a few school districts around the country tried to train their staff on how to look out and stop apparent bullies in their schools, many districts fell flat, and help for many bullying victims came too late or not at all, leaving many students to suffer in silence. However, in 1993, one student living in suburban Pennsylvania had enough of suffering in silence. He dealt with bullying for years by the time he reached high school, until he eventually snapped and let his voice finally be heard. In the following case, you'll find out who this student was, who gave him pure hell for years, and the shocking aftermath in a case I title, Enough. On the morning of May 25th, 1993, Upper Perkyoman, Pennsylvania, police chief Thomas J. Leot spoke to the local press and stated, quote, Son of a bitch, this is supposed to be a nice, quiet community. Things like this aren't supposed to happen here. 
and he continued with, quote, The guns, the weapons, make someone seem bigger than somebody else. It's power. Obviously, that isn't the way to deal with it. End quote. So what was this tragic event Chief Liat was speaking of? Well, let's go back just a few hours, the day before, on May 24th. On the morning of May 24th, 1993, students and staff at Upper Perkyoman were preparing for their usual school day, as nothing seemed as if anything out of the ordinary would occur. Upper Perkyoman was nestled in the small, quiet community of Pennsburg, Pennsylvania. And according to reports, the community was so close-knit, almost everyone knew each other. And if the locals needed something more lively in their life, it was just a 45-minute drive away to the busy city of Philadelphia. However, back at Upper Perkyoman, not all students were acting as if their day was going to be like any other day. Because just before 9 a.m., before the first school bell rang, 15-year-old Jason Smith entered the school. Jason, who stood about 5 foot 4 and slender, was well known around the school and the community. But according to reports, he was more on the quiet side, but was very sweet and giving. As a matter of fact, for example, a friend of his stated to the press, that since he and Jason were both diabetics, Jason would always offer to share or switch his sugar-free snacks with him. Jason lived with his mother and her boyfriend two blocks away from the school. And from all accounts, he didn't have any trouble with his family. But Jason was apparently keeping a secret from his parents. He never mentioned to them that since around 1990, he was being tormented and physically assaulted by the biggest kid in school, 16-year-old sophomore Michael Swan. Not much is publicly known about Michael, but as stated before, Michael was the biggest student at Upper Pekyoman, standing at six foot five. According to reports, since around the time Jason was in seventh grade, his fellow students witnessed Michael, for unknown reasons, begin to pick on him and taunt him. Michael would allegedly call Jason names, and as the years went on, Michael's bullying got worse. He would allegedly kick Jason randomly, slap him, punch him, and many times his assaults would leave bruises all over Jason. However, for some reason, Jason never told his troubles to his parents, and it's unclear if staff at the school noticed the bullying, or if they did, did anything about it. No one particularly knew why Michael singled out Jason, but from most accounts, it seemed as if Jason was Michael's sole target. By 1993, however, Jason had enough. He didn't know who to turn to or how to get Michael to stop. He begged Michael to stop his ways for years, but it fell on deaf ears. Michael didn't seem to care, and he didn't seem to think Jason would do anything to make him stop. On that Monday morning on May 23, 1993, at around 8.40 a.m., around 20 students gathered in Miss Barbara Ryan's biology class. A few minutes later, Jason entered the class, barely saying a word. And then shortly after Jason entered, 
Michael entered and sat in the back of the classroom. At around 8.47 a.m., just after the first school bell rang to signal it was time for class, students in Ms. Ryan's class heard a loud boom. Since it was the biology class, most students thought the boom was the sound of a test tube that hit the floor. But when Miss Ryan and the students turned around to see where the sound came from, they realized that the boom was not from a test tube. Right behind them sat Michael Swan, bloodied. He had been shot in his face, looking almost unrecognizable. And holding the gun that shot him was Jason. The class was frozen in fear. But Jason was anything but frozen. After he committed his act, he calmly walked out of class, went down the stairs out the school's door, and sat under the shade of the trees as he waited for police to arrest him. Shortly after he sat outdoors, Jason was arrested for Michael's murder. After the arrest, Jason was officially charged with murder, recklessly endangering others, and possessing an instrument of crime, shocking the staff of Upper Perkyoman and the community as a whole. The nice and sweet Jason was now known as a killer. Almost immediately after the shooting, the principal and guidance counselor of the school went to each classroom and told them what happened, and school was dismissed early that day at 10.30, except for the students in Mrs. Ryan's class since that classroom was considered a crime scene. Meanwhile, after it was learned that a 15-year-old shot and killed a fellow peer, news media swarmed small-town Pennsburg, annoying many of the town's people. They were not used to all the media, and definitely not a murder. As a matter of fact, some people in Pennsburg denounced what was going on in their town and proclaimed more than once, quote, we're not Philadelphia, end quote. Eventually, Jason's mother joined him at the police station as the police questioned him about the murder. In a statement to police, he said, quote, It was not just him. I was thinking of other people, too. Just random people who give me trouble. I figured I could walk into the lunchroom and basically kill everybody or blow up the school. I just hate being pushed around. I'd say knock it off, and he would just walk away and laugh. He'd leave black and blue marks on my arms and legs and sometimes on my chest, end quote. Apparently, according to Jason, Michael wasn't the only bully he had, but Michael was the more intense one and the target of most of his turmoil. And that the turning point that made him snap was when Michael apparently kicked a desk from under him while he was sitting there. Police later learned that on the Thursday before the murder, Jason hatched his plan. He took his mother's boyfriend's 9mm pistol from where he locked it in his gun cabinet and test-fired it in his bedroom. He then hid it in his backpack, ready to use on the following Monday. On the day of the murder, shortly after Michael walked in and sat down, Jason took out the pistol from his backpack, calmly walked up to Michael, and told him, quote, 
You want to make fun of me, motherfucker? Then he proceeded to shoot Michael in his head, making Michael's face explode. With this detail, the courts decided to try Jason as an adult. Jason eventually pled guilty to the murder of Michael Swan, and in October 1993, Jason was sentenced to 12 and a half to 25 years in prison. He has presumably completed his sentence and been released from prison, but is officially unknown. According to reports, after Jason was arrested for murder, fellow classmates felt sorry for both Jason and Michael. But one student said of Jason, quote, It was kind of a shock. They've been in conflict since seventh grade. I guess he finally got under his nails. End quote. The story of the Jason Smith and Michael Swan story comes from the sources of the Philadelphia Daily News, The Morning Call, The Baltimore Sun, and others I'll put in the notes. All right. I know that case was a very short one. I did mention that it was going to be a short minisode. Um, number one, because I couldn't find a lot of information. And number two, it just, you know, some, it was a story that hit for me because, um, I don't know if I've mentioned, I don't remember if I've mentioned, but I've been bullied before in the past, especially in my younger days. And, um, it hit home for me. Not that I was going to go out and assault anybody because I was able to ignore the torment. And I was also never physically assaulted, but, Bullies can be terrible people, as you all know, and um, it's just sometimes people get pushed and pushed and pushed, and um, yeah, it just blows up. And I'm, you know, glad that um, it could. I mean, it could have gotten worse. No, no murder is good. Um, but he could, like he mentioned, like I mentioned in the story, Jason had more than one bully. Um, it, I, the stories I read didn't really elaborate on other bullies, just mostly on Michael Swan. And um, I'm not here to judge Michael Swan, but. You know, from all accounts, he was unfortunately Jason's bully and it went too far and Jason snapped. And I do wish that, though, that he didn't kill him and that maybe had Michael gotten older, he would have grown out of his bullying phase and become, you know, a nicer person. But we don't know why Michael bullied Jason. Um, he could have had some issues going on personally at home that made him just take it out on everybody else around him or not everybody else, but Jason, because like I mentioned, um, Jason was only 5'4", and um, uh, Michael was 6'5". So it was quite easy for him to bully him around, push him around, give him bruises, unfortunately. And it's really a sad story. And when I mentioned that um, Jason did his time and has presumably been released because he was only um, sentenced to 12 and a half to 25 years in prison, and that was back in 93. So I'm assuming he's been released. I couldn't find anything um, about his record, about him being released now, but I'm assuming he has been released unless he's done maybe something else and gotten back in prison, but I don't know. I don't know the terms of his release. I know nothing. Couldn't find anything, can barely find anything on this story. It's just a sad story overall. And um, like I mentioned, you know, once you push people to the limit, you never know what could happen. And unfortunately, someone lost their life because they had to be, unfortunately, a jerk to someone for years until they were pushed to the limit. And this happened. 
Oh, and also, um, this was one of the first cases I put on the 90s Crime Times um, Instagram page. Well, not the one of the first ones, one of the earlier ones. And um, I don't know what year I released it. I think it was 2021, like early 2021. as like a little blog post on the um, 90s Crime Time Instagram page. And like, I just put it there. I wrote about it and it got such a feedback that like people were like, kind of I won't say they were cheering on Jason for killing Michael but it just it sparked a lot of um surprising comments from followers like I was not expecting them to uh be so passionate about this case and um it's one of the most um one of the posts that I remember most with the most passionate comments again I don't think anybody was advocating for Michael's murder, but it was more of an ad like being an advocate for Jason saying, you know, when you push people to the limit, people snap. And it was kind of intense how people were reacting in these comments. Um, no, like not saying the murder was good, but it happens when you bully people. And if you scroll down towards um the bottom of the ig page if you follow you can see what people had to say about this case already but i'll go ahead tomorrow probably and put another post asking how you feel about the latest minisode today's minisode and also the one i released the other day so um yeah uh, i will put that up on instagram starting tomorrow and that's it but before we go i would like to make a few announcements regarding 90s crime time Number one, for those of you that remember 90s Crime Time on YouTube, I know it's been a while, but I plan on making new videos again starting this weekend, so I'll put the link to the YouTube in the notes, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the video. Um, Also, if you've heard of Medium.com, I'll be contributing 90s stories to their platform on a weekly basis that I've not covered on the Instagram page or on the show. And I'll also put that link, um, 90s Crime Times, medium.com page link, so you can follow along, hopefully subscribe, subscribe, and read other crazy 90s stories. Um, I'm trying to grow 90s Crime Time more this year, so what I, I would really appreciate you all if you subscribe, subscribed, I should say, to um, both those platforms to help me out, help out the show, and support. Um, yeah. And lastly, and this will probably be the last time I announce it, but a few episodes ago, I mentioned that I started a GoFundMe for my mother who is facing some health struggles. And if you would like to donate even a small amount, you can find the link in the notes and on 90s Crime Times IG page. We would really love your support, even if you don't donate and just send positive vibes our way. I do appreciate you all supporting 90s Crime Time. Newer old followers, I do support you. Uh, well, I support you, but I'm glad you support 90s Crime Time as well. And again, that's it for today's mini-sode. I hope you all found this episode interesting. Make sure to follow the platforms I mentioned earlier, as well as 90s Crime Time, um, 90s Crime Time's IG page if you haven't yet, because that is where I post most of the 90s stories. Look out for a new mini-sode this upcoming week, and I'll see you soon for a brand new mini-sode of 90s Crime Time.